Hey everybody, Jonathan here, the host of the Bike Portland podcast, or maybe I should say co-host. That's because this is the first episode of a new chapter in this podcast where I welcome in Eva Frazier. A lot of you know Eva as one of the co-owners of Clever Cycles, which is not just a bike shop in Portland, but just an institution in our community. I've been looking for someone to come join me on the podcast for a long time, and I thought Eva would be a great person to do that. She's also involved with Bike Loud. She's a Bike Loud board member. Bike Loud is a local nonprofit that advocates for bicycling. I'll still be doing the interviews and audio reports from live events and other things that I have been doing on the podcast forever, but I am going to try and make this uh, chat with Eva Frazier more of a regular thing. She also happens to live in the neighborhood here in uh, North Portland, where just our Bike Portland shed is just a few blocks from Peninsula Park, if you know this part of town. Anyway, without further ado, here is the first episode with co-host Eva Frazier. I hope you love it. I am super excited because here in the shed with me today, I have Eva Frazier, co-owner of Clever Cycles and generally cool biking person and artist. Are you an artist or do you like art? Are you an art adjacent? Does your partner do art? I'm art adjacent. You're art adjacent. Yeah. Do you have artistic ability of your own? I mean, we all do, but do you actually practice art or? Not anymore. An I used to paint. I actually went to college for art. There you go. Yeah, we just are going to just be talking about whatever. I don't even have an agenda. We're agenda free. Let's, let's start at the very beginning. A very good place to start. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> the formation of the world. Wasn't that an airplane? Was that like... <laughs> well, 65 million years ago, the dinosaurs. How about, how about we'll start with the beginning of your ride up here? <laughs> you, oh no, you live in North Portland. Yeah, I live half a mile from you. Oh, shoot. I was thinking... The it whole was the most magical half a mile. Do you like this time of year? Yeah. Riding? Isn't it's it It's beautiful. Nice? I mean, it's a clear blue day today. It so. is perfect, and the leaves are so nice. Because I was going to ask you, like, I, th I was thinking in my head you were coming from the shop on Southeast Hawthorne. Nine... What, what is the address? Yeah, 900. 900 Southeast. Southeast Hawthorne Boulevard, folks. Clever Cycles. It's an institution. Um, I was going to ask you how you got up here. And then I ask feel you, like I like sh need to pay money for that marketing. Oh. <laughs> oh, I didn't think <laughs> about like that. Just like handing you $5 <laughs> exactly. right now. Yeah, she, she's she's co-host and sponsor. <laughs> okay, so you, what if you were... Okay, this is just a... So I used to have an office a couple blocks from there, actually. It was our first office, uh, an active space building right over uh, on the... Like, sure, the, sure. You know, on the other side of Lucky Lab from you there on Hawthorne. Um and I always like struggled with how to get north south through there. Of course, now with the Blumenauer Bridge, it's a whole different story. But when I was super racer boy person, I would like just scramble right up, um, you know, Grand, like just right in the car lane and just hit it all the way to Broadway or something, right? Um, but it's not great. So I'm just curious, like if you're coming, if you were coming from the shop on Southeast Hawthorne and Ninth, how how would you get here? Okay, so I've been doing this commute for like 13 years, and I change it up here and there, but uh, I come straight up ninth and sort of snake across. It's a better crossing now across Sandy, so you can get across, and then you can take the 7th to the Blumenhauer Bridge and then go through Lloyd Center if you want to do that. Um, so honestly, okay. you can also scoot up ninth and like take a right by the Franz factory and then take a left on 12th. 
mm. and go across that bridge. So what do you think about, I've heard people say that they like 12th because you don't have to go then down then up. Like yeah. you kind of go into the gulch the hill, if you go to the Blumenauer. That bridge is a hill. Dang. And I am not an e-biker, so I'm like, yeah, Ooh. struggle town. Did everybody <laughs> a hear <little> bit. that? <laughs> Eva from Clever is not an e-biker. Um, but I also do this weird thing where I like go across the I-84 bridge on um, MLK sometimes too. Okay, so. And then scoot down to, you know, underneath by the by the basketball stadium. The basket. Okay, so <laughs> you know, Moto Center. Moto Center. Okay, so you don't have. You, I you was going to call it the Rose Garden. Oh yeah, that's rough. Yeah. At least it's. I mean, Moto's not terrible as a name. I used to love that it was Rose Garden. We were like, I felt like we were one of the last cities in America that had like a a real nice name for their sports arena. Yeah. And at least ours is Moto, which isn't terrible, but at least it's not like Smoothie King or or Crypto. Like right. those are literally the name anyway. So I digress. Like okay, the... back back to how you would back to your route. So um, I'm only one third of the you, way home so far. And you've mentioned like three different <laughs> options. I thought you would have settled on one by now. Well, no, because it's so boring take... to do the same thing. Okay, every day. so you're one of those people. You don't yeah. just do the same route all the time. And if it's if it's like a quiet time of day, I'll take the river path, you know, the Esplanade. Will you go like, uh, I'll go like down just clay. All the way clay. Yeah. Clay oh, nice. down to the river and then up that way, especially in the summer if I want to go swimming. Yeah. Well, that's, you're very lucky. You can just, you know, there's a lot of options, I guess. I guess never, I just never think of doing clay to the river because it's like so slow. I certainly don't think of taking grand. <laughs> yeah. In the lane. Even now with the bus. Yeah. I guess the, the Rose lane. lane is not too nice. bad. On the way yeah. down, it's great. Yeah. I, I do that when I'm in a hurry and I don't mind a little extra stress. Yeah. Uh, it makes you go faster. Yeah. Like if I'm late to happy hour, I'll just head south from like Tillamook on MLK all the way to Ankeny. Yeah. Right on the bus lane, which is awesome. I don't think enough people know that you can ride in the bus lanes, ride in the rose lanes. The city doesn't care. No one's going to bust you for that. Even yeah. though it doesn't say bike on some of them, it's legit. You can ride them. I'll, I won't take the heat if you maybe get busted, we should have we should have a ride where I we just recommend. take the rose lanes that would be pretty nice is it possible to do a loop on rose lanes i don't know i don't know if the network's that good okay so uh, i want to i want to get you all the way to north portland so you, <laughs> you you've basically given people like three different options you can go 12th or 7th or clay or or uh the moda center uh okay then what's so, your choice so, on the so hill if i'm if i'm cruising up you know if i want a hill i'll take interstate okay um because that takes me straight to my house i live near the old bowling alley if you're like old how, portland how do you feel about that part right as you go under like the freeway overpasses and it's like that gauntlet right before you get to the the, the hospital is that nerve-wracking to you does that bother you uh, at all some people jump not, over and go on the sidewalk it's not very nice yeah you don't like it especially if there's that's the road that makes me the angriest on my commute we all have one of those i remember when a guy got hit right there mail carrier older gentleman years ago i think his name was mike wilberding uh yeah and i always think of that and yeah there there's always roads in our routes right where we're like this is the one that just makes me so mad that it's even here i yeah. mean gosh yes you're just like up against that wall anyway but yeah some people will i've heard they will jump up do a cross you know the crossing that would take you basically on like the Greeley path now um but then they stay on the sidewalk on like the the west side of interstate and they go up opposite traffic you know what i mean like up to yeah, yeah, yeah. to the park by the goats park. you can smell the goats oh yeah the goats yeah anyway okay so yeah okay. you like you'll do interstate do you do mississippi hill very much no i did it with you that one time you yeah, were like see, encouraging that's... me to go up the mississippi hill it's steep 
It is steep. It's like but it's quiet. It's it's quiet you know, though. I and feel it's like direct. Maria um, Dumontek Maria. Mm. She would the Hill Killers would be like all Pretty about sure. that route. Yeah, she should go over there. She's always in Southeast. I feel like. Yeah. Um. Okay. So you prefer Interstate? All right, that's fine. Did okay, do- Route One. I actually don't prefer it. It's just the fastest. Fastest for you to yes. get home. Fewest stop signs, stoplights, etc. Mm. Um, alternatively, I go up, like if I'm taking the 12th street, I go through Lloyd Center and then I go up like 9th and either over Tillamook to Williams, or I just go straight through and through Irving Park and then up 7th and kind of zig. I do a lot of zigzagging to avoid stop signs. Really? All you don't like time. to stop at stop signs? No. And you don't feel comfortable just blowing <clears throat> through them? Rolling through them? We don't say that word. That's Idaho stopping. Yeah, we 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 stop the needle, or what is it called? Slow then go. Okay, that's what we that's Slow what we do, right, Eva? Go. Right? Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm a pretty aware. Yeah. Rider. But that's nice. You zigzag. You're willing yeah. to go out of your way to yeah to obey the law and comply with stop signs. Yeah, that's great. Ish. Yeah, squishy. Okay, yeah. like it's you up to the north. <laughs> okay, I feel like we have to back up, and I feel like we need to. People kind of know my thing. They know kind of who I am, I think, in some ways. Or anyway, that is what it is. Um, you have to share something about yourself, like a little more of your background. Like, where did you go to school? When did you get to Portland? When did you start? Uh, no, like, what is my favorite flavor of seltzer? Did you bring your favorite flavor with I you? I love coconut. You like the coconut? I haven't mm-hmm. tried it. I, I don't know why I didn't try it. I went with the sure thing, the, the grapefruit that, okay. I, always, that okay. I always have. I'll have to try it next time. So coconut's your favorite seltzer. Yeah. Is LaCroix the only one that has that? Uh, no, I actually really like the Polar also. They do a toasted coconut. Oh, yeah. Does that kind of have a brown label as well? I guess yeah. they will do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is reminding of the the podcast who's all of our shoulders, all of that we stand on their shoulders, which is the Sprocket podcast. They would always oh, yeah. <laughs> have like these really dank like beers, like not like flavor, like I mean like right. deep cut beers. like. But really, they were sponsored by. That's right. The beer mongers. The beer mongers. They had access to really good beer. I remember yeah. that. I remember walking in there one time to do that show, and it was like a, not a 40, but, you know, like a bomber. I was like, all right, <laughs> this is how, this is what we're doing. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think Bike Portland Podcast could get away with that. Too many, too many pitfalls there. Yeah. And besides, with, now there's, so I'm drinking every week at happy hour, which yeah. that's a whole thing. And then now, now my friend Joe Perez is doing Tapas Tuesdays. He's a troublemaker. <laughs> he is. At, at, right at the Blumenauer Bridge, Tapas Tuesdays. It's kind of like a, I don't know, it's another bike happy hour-ish thing. If you can't make Wednesdays, go to Tapas Tuesdays. If you buy, Wait, so who brings the tapas? If it's at a bar, I don't, I don't know how to say it, Bar Batallon. Oh yeah, that place the is The Spanish cute. place. Yeah. So they do, if you buy a glass of wine, you get $2 tapas. So Joe's into it, Joe's doing it. Yeah. Check it out. It's on the shift calendar, just went live. So here I am promoting That's a great. thing on Tuesday. Promos. So. So there we go. I'm okay, just we're... avoiding questions about I know myself. you are. Shoot. Well, then don't. Okay. <laughs> no, I that's mean... fine. I grew up in New York. I went to college in Walla Walla, Washington, which don't don't even ask how I got there from New York, but it happened. And I met my wife in college, and she was from here. And we sort of were between here and Seattle, settling after college. And Portland was cheaper honestly and felt friendlier when was easier. that 
When was that? I kind of know a range because you said... 2005, I was going to say, because you said cheap and e- easy and friendly. <laughs> so that instantly put me you in the like, like 0206-ish. Yeah. Yeah. I got here in 04, so okay. similar. I did a stint in Maine before that, but mm. yeah. Mm. Well, cool. Okay. I know that was hard for you, so thanks for sharing. <laughs> oh, no, wait. You didn't even say. When did you... I made it. You made when, it here. When did I... When did you start... Um, uh, I want to say working at the shop, owning, yeah. co-owning yeah. the shop. So I started working at the shop in 2010. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. And then I started co-owning the shop in 2014. Okay. How many owners are there now? Three-ish. Three-ish. Two, two active. Okay. Okay. That's a good segue to my, <laughs> our regular bit we do here every time even I sit down. What's new at the shop? What is going on at the shop? There's got to be something, um... You know, strange, interesting, annoying. Okay, yesterday, two days ago, there was a squirrel that let itself in. Like, literally came in through the front door, like anyone might, but it was a squirrel, and then it found its way into the basement, and we tried to chase it out, and it, it, you know, it didn't want to go. <laughs> How big of a priority was it to get rid of the squirrel? Were other people like... It was like, like lo- medium, okay. medium-ish. I mean, because you could have a staffer there or somebody Luckily, there. Luckily, it's fall. It's not like... High summer. Um, Wait, why? What does that matter? Well, high summer is like very busy. and Oh, I see. Right. With people would, in the shop. Had, yeah. And then you would have had a different level of urgency maybe to get rid of this little whatever. They're not. Are they? They're, they're like not rats rodent. with furry tails. Are they? They're classified as rodents? Squirrels? That seems I so sad. I couldn't tell you. They've got to have a better. Anyway. So you had a squirrel in the shop. Is it still there? No. Your basement's legit. You you all have like a real basement. That, that like never, it could live there forever maybe. I've never been there. It's always been so tight and crowded that i didn't well, dare now that walk I've, down i've been to your shed i can take you to the basement <gasps> at clever whoa cool mm-hmm. okay so the squirrel was there <laughs> it's good <laughs> nothing terribly exciting really like it left the next day yeah out another door really it was just like all right see you bye <laughs> it needed some food it let it yeah it let itself uh, out is there a shop cat shop dog no. no but maybe we need one you could they they would the cat the, would be keep yeah, the squirrels out advantageous Portland, a shop in Southeast Portland without a shop cat. That'd well, be a I remember fun... Cat 6 had a cat, but like, yeah. who else has cats? I, I, there's got to be more cats in shops. Does Tomcat Does have, have cats? Tomcat has to have one. But I need to find out now. I want to see. <laughs> I'll do like a whole data visualization thing. What shops have cats? What, the, what their names are? That'd be fun. Yeah, what All their right. favorite treats are. Okay, I'm, I'm going to make a note. Minnows, little dr- freeze-dried minnows, maybe. For cats? Mm-hmm. Okay. My cat loves them. Really? Yeah. I never, I never thought of that. I just have a regular cat. It just eats, <laughs> it just eats its kibble. Um, okay, so um, let's see. How else can I probe what, into the inner workings of the do shop? Do you want to know what's new in t- in terms of bicycles or something? If, if, is there something cool? Yeah, we just we just got um, Turn released a new HSD, which is like. Which is like if you had a Venn diagram of city bikes and cargo bikes, it's like the middle of the Venn diagram. Uh, okay. Does that make sense? No. So because- like Die Hard the movie is like Christmas and action, and in the middle is Die Hard the movie. So I see. The Turn HSD is a city cargo bike. It's like this perfect marriage of the two. Is this you saying that? Is this from like the sales meeting you went to for Turn? That's pretty. <laughs> no, I mean- this is me. I love Die Hard the movie. Oh, yeah. And I mean, the and HSD, the, and the I'm still HSD. trying to understand because I don't think of the HSD as a city bike at all, but has it gotten more spelt? Well, you use it. The new one? 
Like, I do around town. You don't have you I don't do. carry a kid on the back. No, like, not, no, I you don't. Know, actually, it's, it yeah. is. But it, it's a haul. It, I feel like it's a haul hauler. stuff daily, right? Yeah. So it is whatever you want to make it. Is there anything new about the new HSD? Like that's radically different. It has a Bosch Smart System, which is like a little more sophisticated. It has more connectivity with, in the motor. Uh, in the motor, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So it's just a little more sensitive to your inputs and all that, and kind of knows what you're feeling. That and, and stuff. it's just like smarter. Your biorhythms. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you it's feel, just, you just uh, you're just not feeling too great today. I can tell. I'm gonna give mm-hmm. you a little more juice. A little boosty. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, when you said smart system, I instantly thought of like like it was an auto shifter or something. And it I'm does like, is have that auto mode, it which does? is kind of like it just knows how much help you want. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, but it's not auto shifting. Okay, good because I don't I don't know if that's ever. I, I know there are some auto shift systems, but I feel like the bike industry has been trying to do that for so long, and I wish they would just kind of give up. I mean, it's not that. I hard remember that Trek Lime. Uh, uh, that was the auto shift. It was the Lime from they were way so, back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes. They were so excited about that. Do you remember? They brought one to Portland. and had a whole thing. I remember infomercials in the '90s that were like an auto shift bike. Do you <laughs> like <laughs> in the era of now. like Ron Popeil and? Look for all these links in the show notes <laughs> <laughs> to the to the You're '90s YouTube video deep, of deep cuts. Yeah. I could just imagine how cheesy that would be. Um, let's see, 90s. That would have been maybe maybe they were trying to tap in. Was, was there like to the Greg LeMond thing? Would it have been like that? Because you can. All- it was very casual riding. Mm. That's what I remember. Anyways, yeah. So okay. Turn did have an auto shifting bike with an Enviolo hub, so like a mm. stepless right gear shift. Okay. For people who are bike nerds, they like to shift. I mean, it's like people who drive cars and like to have a manual right. versus yep. an automatic. So yeah. it's it's a trade-off. Yeah. Again, unless nowadays, like, you know, with apps being connected and, like, if it could plug right into my battery and my system and it, it know after a while, like with AI, can you imagine an app with AI that runs the auto shift and after, like, a couple weeks of being on your bike... It, it, it would like know how you like to because that's for me the thing is like look i i know when i want to shift and how and i i do not want any lag in that decision like i want it yeah. to happen when i want it to happen so i'm not going to be excited about auto shift because it's never going to be when i think but if ai i'm imagining this and i'm kind of like is it. it do we actually want ai to do it for us or do we just want to feel mm. like we have control are you using ai in the shop in any other ways that are interesting. I don't know. Dean downloaded the thing for the email and I used it twice and I was like, this is Oh really? This like is a, like weird. Like a customer response yeah. management system thingy? Yeah. Ooh. It's it's bizarre. Okay. All right. Well, we won't that's <laughs> we do have templates where it's like if you answer the same question like eighty times, <laughs> we make we make like a template, you know. <laughs> that's what I'm just thinking of all the <laughs> Can I see those? Those would be fun. Yeah. Those might be. I can I mine those for comedic <laughs> content. I'm just thinking of the things that shops get, uh, you know, hassled Asked with, and pestered with the, the whole just riding along culture of like, I don't know what happened. Uh, <laughs> this thing just is on the fritz. Um, okay. Uh, okay. What about uh, Brompton Day? Brompton Day. It's Brompton tomorrow. Day. It's tomorrow. Now I have to hurry up and edit this so we can get it out. <laughs> it's We are talking on Thursday. What is it? October 12th? I think so. Okay. So Brompton Day is Friday the 13th. Yes. What is Brompton Day, Eva? What is Brompton Day? What isn't Brompton Day? Well, Brompton Day is, number one, it's a bike ride. 
Number two, they're bringing their one millionth production bicycle to Portland, signed by Andrew Ritchie and Will Butler Adams. So Andrew Ritchie is the inventor, the the nerd behind the brand. And is he still then, alive? He's still alive. Okay. Yeah. No offense to him. I, I don't know yeah. the, the no, no, story no, no. of totally. Bronte. I met him in 2013. He's probably wow. he's probably getting up there by now. I have so much respect for Brompton. Oh my yeah. gosh. Okay, so go on. And then Will Butler Adams, who's the CEO, who I feel like has done a lot to make Brompton big and like at more of a household name in the bike industry. Mm. Um, so the millionth Brompton is coming. We're going for a ride. We're going to a bar afterwards, and we're going to give away a bike. Cool. Um, the millionth Brom- the millionth Brompton. What what's it what's it look like? Because I know they they've done some cool they do cool finishes. I know they I love their raw one that they have. Yeah. I mean, what is the millionth one have? Is it like I'm British? Pretty, I'm pretty sure it's it's red and black, which was like the original. Oh really? Color scheme. Man, Brompton's so great, and it's, it's interesting you say that about the CEO. I don't I haven't followed that company really close, and I'm I'm actually more I'm actually less connected to the bike industry than I used to be, but I can sense that Brompton's did take like a big leap. I don't know if it's because I'm in the Clever Cycles bubble and I just like, you're like one of the best Brompton dealers anywhere and it's like, they're always so beautifully displayed in the shop. So I don't know if I'm speaking from that, like that, yeah. that, that Portland bubble, but yeah, I feel like they just kind of like went to the next level and all of a sudden they've just managed to maintain this level of like utility, but like this coolness and like ur- urban stuff. And, you know, cause I think with folders, like the thing was always like, they just weren't, I don't know. They just, they were kind of not as cool. Maybe that's only like the U.S version and maybe in 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 the uk they've always been cool i don't know but anyway bromptons are cool and they've like yeah i feel like they're doing great which is awesome i don't know if they've always been cool it's cool that you think they're cool okay shoot yeah it might be in a a bubble i I think that's awesome incredibly i think todd farner is like the reason that we know brompton yeah yeah such an innovator yeah clever has been an innovator in general but yeah todd brought a lot of that's one of the yeah. Former co Yeah. T- Todd and I were business partners along with Dean. Um, yeah. Back, back when. Yeah. The, I have to just share the little backstory I can with Clever, which was like, and this may not be exactly how it happened, but I think it was around 2006 or seven or something when, uh, when I saw the first Bach feats in Portland, there's this, this person was riding it on Broadway actually. And I like, I literally chased her down. It was kind of sketch to do that. But like, I, I was like, what in the hell is that thing? And I think, it, I don't know what year that was now. I can't remember. Oh, six, seven, maybe something like that. Yeah. Early days of bike Portland. But it was during like this time when we were looking to, we were looking at the Dutch stuff as like, that's like Shangri-La. Right. And so I didn't know it was Dutch at the time when I saw it. I don't think, but anyway, chased her down, asked her about it. It was a Bach feats. And I did like a post about it. And, um, it, it it there's so many nerds came out of the woodwork after after we posted that and uh one and a couple of them were dean and todd that were just like there were several people in town in that era that were just like absolutely crazy for bach feats and cargo bikes absolutely and it was super cool and they just went for it and yeah got a who, crate do you remember who that was the woman yeah i don't actually okay. her picture's on bike portland i never learned her name and a lot of times people bike portland wasn't didn't quite have the footprint it then it has now so i think if i would have done that now i would have ultimately found that person and because we're all connected through social media but she probably has no idea she was ever right. on the site but um yeah i feel like that was such an exciting time i have actually a tag of stories of archives called just like the dutch bike invasion so if like you google dutch bike invasion it'll probably show up all the bike portland coverage about how the first bach feats got here and clever's role in that which was awesome i think it like 
we're talking like in a garage, Dean and Todd were just like, these things are cool. Portland's the next city for these. We're bringing them over. And it launched this whole thing, which is like, and Clever is still such an awesome shop. And now you're doing these little tiny bikes that fold up and can fit inside of a, uh, of a yeah. bike feet. So <laughs> there's no better pairing. There's that. <laughs> it is pretty cool when you see that, right? You see the, the Bach feet spin with the, with the Brompton folded up inside of it. Awesome. Okay. So Brompton day, million Brompton days Friday. Yeah. Uh, and if, if you don't get to make it, if you hear this and it's past Friday the 13th of October, there's always really fun events going on and clever hosts events now and again. So now and again, stay yeah. tuned, stay in touch. Um, let's shift gears. I love seeing that on a bike <laughs> podcast. That's so cheesy. This is where you insert the sound of yeah, the little freewheeling Squeak, squeaking. Oh gosh, <laughs> like every every local TV news story has to have the B roll of like the bike freewheeling, and it's just like yeah. so cringy. It's oh like an old Schwinn freewheel or something. Yeah, too. yeah, or a little bell. How do I not have a bell sound effect on this podcast? I'm gonna have to change that. Okay. Um. Oh, okay. We can kind of stick to Hawthorne. Yeah. Uh, Hawthorne, the city just put out these evaluations of the two big Hawthorne projects that they did in the last couple of years, which one of them is right in front of the shop. Yeah. So the thing where they put the, put the protected bike lane from, you know, basically the river to 12th, mm-hmm. which is like 2021. And then they did the whole controversial one, the whole pave and paint one, which was like, I think 26th to 50th or something. Um, they just released like a couple, like a couple hours ago, like their evaluations and they say, well, the city says everything's going great. But I think it's interesting. They they say, you know, this the both projects have been successful, lowering speeding, uh, that transit times are more reliable and faster. And I don't think they say anything about safety specifically. Anyway, as somebody who's on Hawthorne a lot, how has that like how's that protected bike lane thing worked for you? Do you think it's improved how people drive on Hawthorne? Is it good, bad? I think probably people are speeding less. Mm. Uh it's confusing. I oh, think yeah, you still think so? It's, for- it's, it's one of these things where, like, you're in a city, you're constantly getting an influx of people who are from elsewhere, right? And those people are confused. Yeah. Um, and we have a comedy club just above us, so, like, people are getting dropped off by Uber and driving around looking for parking, and that, that gets a little confusing for people, too. Right. Um, I think the main conflicts happen at intersections right where you're trying to cut you're trying to go north like across hawthorne Mm. and it's difficult because there's you're you're sort of doing that frogger thing oh i see because the you have the bike lane next to the curb and then the parked car Mm -hmm. so there's that but then there's also the right turns are the cars turning right across the bike lane Mm -hmm. that's that's the other conflict less visibility Um, i mean to me like it would be perfect if there was no right turn allowed off of hawthorne off of off of hawthorne Mm. or maybe Um, on that lower portion yeah right yes because everyone's going kind of fast because it's it's like just a little bit downhill Um, bike bike riders are going faster than people expect yeah Yeah, for sure that's that's the worst yeah um, high speed bike bike riders on slight downhills the only other bad, bad the only other confusing thing is just like people don't really understand where they're supposed to park mm. do people still park in the bike lane like in front of your shop i mean that's been in not for as much years. if there are enough people around mm. mm-hmm. they don't but um occasionally we have a truck driver that pulls up right into the bike lane and we have we just sort yeah. of do the like 
you know, yeah. hand to the forehead thing. Okay, lest, lest people get the wrong idea <laughs> that we're just like complaining about the design of like Inner Hawthorne. I think it's actually, I, I think it's cool. Because uh, the rose lane is great. I love, yeah, that's great. I, and I, lo- and I, I love the wider bike lane because we have to remember what it was like before. Yeah. Standard bike lane, you know, door zone on one side, you know, drivers on another. Um, so it's kind of like one of the prototype sort of parking protected bike lanes that the city has. And yeah, it's such a wide, that's that one way. It's just so wide. Uh, and I, I do think obviously people have, you know, less space to drive. They tend to drive more slowly. So I, I like it. It's not perfect, but, um, it'd be neat if they came through and made it actually higher quality that this is like a topic on all these, they've, these plastic flex posts oh, like and, putting in some concrete or something yeah making it beautiful that so it can like communicate better to people and be a little bit more like self self-enforcing to people i think i think the city's really getting into trouble with that as we saw like down on broadway yeah. you know i think that's one of the big reasons why you know hotel people are mad about it some of them at least uh it just doesn't look good and the, the signs are always getting hit the flex posts are not very permanent it doesn't really communicate anything uh it certainly doesn't communicate like you know, we respect and expect you to be bicycling and we're going to roll out the red carpet. It's kind of like, yeah, you should ride. Here's kind of this thing we just threw up really quick. Yeah. So I'm hoping more stuff looks like NATO, uh, which was definitely more of like a nice, a nice thing. So yeah, NATO is very comfortable, but you also have, you have this advantage of like, you're completely protected by the park. Yeah. Nobody true. needs to get across that space. Right. So they could kind of go hog wild and just not worry yeah. about intersections and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, okay. Speaking of Broadway, um, also tomorrow morning, Bike Broadway Day. Yeah. Which I don't think I'll have this edited enough by them, but <laughs> we'll, by the time you hear this, we'll you have, have a deadline. 8 a.m. 8 a.m. tomorrow morning, <laughs> Bike Broadway, Bike Loud, uh, PDX, local advocacy nonprofit's going to be out there kind of just hanging out, Harvey Milk and Broadway to kind of just remind everybody, remind Portland that. People really care about having protected space on Broadway. Um, as maybe some folks listening to this heard, there was this huge scandal where the city was going to reverse the design of that. I still can't say it without just like giggling and being shocked and just like, wow. That it, was, it was just, I, I still can't believe they thought they were going to do that. Yeah. Um, I, I, the thing I think too is like, we obviously exposed their plan that they were going to just do. Uh, so that was why it was a big thing. And then, then when we exposed it, they tried to say that they weren't going to revert the design to the old configuration and all this stuff. It was really a, a whole fiasco. It's all on Bike Portland. Check it out. Um, but the thing I keep thinking is like, if what did they think would happen if they just did it in the middle of the night and we just rolled down to Broadway for something and it was changed? Like, you know what I mean? Would have been. Do you think they could have done that? They were going to do that. It was that. It literally. I mean, I happen. know she said like, "What about night work or something?" But. It, no, they, it, all the evidence we have shows that they were just going to start work. I mean, we have this records dump of emails that actually I haven't I haven't reported about at all, just because it's it's uh, anyway. I'm still working to try to make some you know really clear stories about it, but you can see even more so in there that there were there the maintenance people. The the head of maintenance was basically saying we're ready to go. Our people will be happy to to do this work. Uh, and they're talking about they they were it was it was happening. They were making their plans, and everybody you could just tell by the back and forth of the st- the Peabot staff was like, you know, they were basically just you know laying the groundwork to to get the job done. So I'm just like, 
it's you know it's one thing if they would have just said this at a meeting and we would have all been like whoa what are you talking about this is this is crazy you wouldn't you can never do that like well why do you want to reverse the design on broadway but but the fact that they were going to try to do it just like in the dead of night or whatever or like without telling anybody like i I just can you imagine i could just imagine like my phone and the text coming in uh jonathan the bike lane on broadway is totally gone and it's back to the old design like yeah, that would have just been absolutely. I would have just been so much more angry. Has probably. that happened anywhere? <laughs> like, is, is that a thing that's happened with other Mm-mm. road projects? Nothing that's just been like, first of all, that high profile, that big of a change, and then done like in a quick way like that, that without yeah. any kind of warning. I mean, we, you know, you think about like what they just did over on Northwest Overton when a when a business complained, they had a they had a thing in there. A business complained, but we were kind of aware of what was going on. Yeah, and the city decided to kind of revert the design because the business was mad right uh and that was also not as important of a piece of the bike lane i mean like broadway's literally the most marquee bike street it should be yeah we should be spending all of our energy on that bike lane to like that's literally i mean you know you have the portland marquee it goes right by like so it's such a symbolic street we should hopefully we will eventually pour all of our best effort and time and money and making that really really good right Um, so anyway that's happening tomorrow morning. They're going to have a celebration down there. I'm curious what you think, Eva. Do you think in your being someone who's been maybe reading the stories or just a generally interested Portlander, you also do some like volunteer stuff with Bike Loud. Are you on the board? Yeah. Okay. Um, so do you, in your mind, what do you, where do you think the bike, where do you think the Broadway story is? Like, is it done? Like, are you thinking like, is there a big unanswered question in your mind or like what, where are you at with it? I mean, for me, I, I feel like I was less like, I don't know if you talk to Kyle about this, he was just like, he was going to like, yes, he was like a little Tasmanian devil or something. Oh Oh no, I've talked to him a lot about it for sure. (laughs) Um, and I tend to sort of want to like step back and look at things, but I know, I know it was sort of like we needed to act very quickly and there was a lot of action happening in a very short period of time. Um, if you ask anyone that's not in the bike world about it, they are clueless. Yeah. So it, it is sort of such a weird niche thing because nothing actually happened. Right. You know, yeah, like right. in the physical yeah. world, nothing happened. Right. And yeah, it's funny you say that because, yeah, so there was no other like when it was happening in those two weeks, like there was no other media coverage of it. Yeah. Which part of me was kind of like, I wish someone had picked it up because it like makes me feel good and it's good for my ego. And I think it would have pressured the commissioner a lot more, right? And when other media right. pick stuff up, they, they're going to, politically, it's a different calculation. But in hindsight now, I'm like, even even though like a lot of people outside this, but first of all, I think the the footprint of Bike Portland and like who cares about bikes in Portland is always more than what people I think expect. Mm-hmm. Like we're in this bubble of thinking it's these advocates or the people that comment on Bike Portland or Bike Loud, whatever. It's like, there's so many, like we saw, there's so many people in Portland who care about this stuff. Yeah. And the word, the phone tree spreads, you know, pretty quick. Um, but so like in hindsight, looking back, even without other media, so we can actually look at this. I can look at this in terms of like my little ego thing of like all the like pressure we put on city hall, which was a tremendous amount and all the pressure we put on the agency itself to get the director to apologize and basically backpedal within hours of the first story. Um, that all came from just us. That was just bike Portland. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting, right? It wasn't like, Anyway, that's my own little inside thing. My own well, little, it, just, it just shows how important that bike, li- that bike lane is. Right? Yes. It's yeah. so important. Yeah. So many people are using it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's been a real... Have you know? I, I, even before that, I've noticed like a shift in tone of 
of advocates where people are just sick and tired of like the plastic and the in the lack of protection. So it happened that the Broadway thing happened in this context, right? Like we just had that really crazy video that right. of that woman on Northwest 21st getting hit. Jesus Christ. And it was only live for like a couple hours and that thing was just like took off. This yeah. is a I'm 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 talking about this thing where someone sent me a video of like a dash cam from a car that captured video of a of a person getting hit that they were they were biking south on 21st, which is folks know it's like this flex post protected two-way bike lane that goes over I-84. And someone was coming around the corner and just didn't even really make the turn and just slammed right into this woman. Luckily the car was small. Another topic is like <laughs> if that was a big truck with a big square grill, it would have been a different story. And she just but this woman got flipped in the air like three times and it was all on video. Like it's so rare to have that video. And the people that sent it to me were so eager to find the person because the person kept driving. It was a hit and run. Uh, and they were really keen on finding the person. So I had it out everywhere. Social media was like tons of people were watching it. And it shocked people so much just to see that like that visceral like reaction of like, oh my gosh. And you could kind of hear it. And then as soon as they caught the person who did it, uh, the, the people who they just demanded that it was taken down. And, and that's such like a rare thing where I had to go and just basically scrub all, yeah, scrubbed it all from the internet, which was kind of not, not my favorite thing to have done. But even so, it was like it left such a mark with a lot of people who saw it. All you had to do was see it once and you could not forget oh, it. Oh, yeah, I saw it. So, I mean, I mean are, you, are you sensing that too? Like people, people just kind of like, well, hell think, no, like, yeah, we're not, like we Jeannie, want protection. Yeah, like Diaz, like, you know, these yeah. are people that had our infrastructure been different might still be you know walking and talking i know yeah yeah and there, there hasn't been a lot of talk about protecting those sidewalks like that was my whole thing after the genie diaz you know death uh this is um you know taylor and cesar chavez three four three months ago or so june july 15th i think it happened um waiting at a bus stop car goes out of control driver goes out of control anyway uh yeah city city was saying how hard it's going to be to to protect that sidewalk because the only thing you can do is you well, know that sidewalk's shift like the a lanes. foot wide you know yeah i mean either you go into someone's backyard because there's yeah. houses next yeah. door which they're not going to do or you have to con- you have to change the lane configuration which you know the city i think they would do but it would they're saying at this point it would take this massive consensus from the neighborhood <laughs> which Anyway, there's a lot of work to be done there. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it could be a future Bike Loud agenda meeting, uh, agenda item. I don't know. Um, okay. There's a lot of things on the agenda. Yeah, I, I know. Bike Loud's <laughs> been so busy. It's so fun. There's so much going on with Bike Loud these days. Folks should plug in. Check We're it really, out. really, yeah. There's there's a lot happening. Growing fast. I think um, so. And a lot of people that care and are willing to just throw hours and hours of time at writing letters. and. It's good. A lot yeah. of this stuff is just time and letters and... Testimony. Yeah. I've been noticing, like, I've been loving seeing at City Council almost every week since y'all came out. I think it was after Jeannie Diaz. There was this letter, and one of the things that well, because Lois Levine, this, like, yeah, yeah, kind of advocated for that. Some yes, but it was a coalition. It wasn't just yeah. Bike Loud. It was several other groups. Mm-hmm. Oregon Walks. Uh, I don't know if Opal. I think Opal was a part of that. I don't know if Street Trust was on that or not, but there was a coalition where one of the like things, three three fifty PDX three fifty. Yeah. But it was this idea that we need to get into city hall more often and do our testimony at the open comment period on Wednesday mornings, which is so smart because like, I mean, I I tend to kind of keep track of those meetings just in general, if anything's happening and there's always the cranks in those things, like the people that are just like, you know, the haters, they're always showing up to that and just getting 
some pretty good FaceTime with the mayor and council. Mm-hmm. And there's never been a concerted effort from transportation people or safe, safe streets people to have that space. And it's like free, it's awesome free lobbying. I mean, it's kind of like in a way, if you know, the real lobbying happens right. in, you know, Higgins downtown restaurant and back rooms <laughs> and stuff, you know, as we're finding out. But for the poor's, you can just show up Wednesday mornings. You don't have to Is buy okay in Manhattan. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to buy anything. <laughs> but you can show up. And, but, it's, but it's had a big impact. There's yeah. been some fun exchanges, some interesting exchanges. Like just yesterday, uh, uh, Sarah Risser, I think she's also done some stuff with Bike Loud. Yeah, she, she, she just joined as a board member. Oh, great. Yeah, mm-hmm. she, she's had some, some great testimony. And it got this amazing response from Mayor Wheeler. Like he was forced to kind of, not forced, but he's a responsible human being who thought here's a smart woman talking and I'm going to address her concerns like any good politician should, even though he's the only one that did it. <laughs> and the, the transportation commissioner maps didn't say anything. Was she talking about where funding comes from? She or? had a lot of stuff. Yeah. Of okay. Three minutes was okay. packed. <laughs> she, and she was pretty pointedly critical of them for not doing enough to, you know, protect people basically and make the streets safe. And, and Wheeler had, I think a really solid response. Like he's the best transportation advocate on city council right now. There's a bike Portland story about that. You can read, I'll put the link in the show notes. It says, Mayor Wheeler is the best bike advocate on city council and quite a number of people didn't like that I said that because they don't want me to say anything nice I about don't know. Mayor Wheeler. Chloe Udaly even was sort of but, like, yeah, maybe, maybe he is. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's actually smart about this stuff and he's thoughtful and he, about it and he rides a bike and he kind of, I think he just gets transportation. It's like, I kind of wish he had it in, in, instead of maps, but anyway, yeah. So that, those have been some really good exchanges and that's been, that's been nice to see. Okay. Kind of on that note. Are you, have you ever been to the Alice Awards, the Street Trust's big fundraiser benefit thingy? I'm going on Saturday. You are? I have been before a long time ago. Oh, really? What? What's your general impression? Well, I'm trying to remember the one I went to was probably like 10 years ago. Mm. So I don't Different have era. a strong memory. There yeah. was like silent auction, Ooh. cruising around upstairs. There was buffet. There was wow, 2013. The was food literally... was not very good. Yeah, it was some venue it, kind of down in the remember. pearl-ish. I do not have the year of Street Trust <laughs> and the venue like committed to memory. <laughs> Ten years ago, I mean 2013. That was those were some times. That was one year before the peak. Yeah, and then it all went came crashing down. No. Um, yeah, so it's just it's a fundraiser thing. When were you last there? Oh, uh, probably actually last year. Okay. Yeah, I I I would go every year. Yeah. if I'm in town, I'll go for the most part. I'd probably skip a few years here and there. I like to just go to see who's there and to hear right. to hear how Street Trust characterizes things and you know whoever's their leader in the moment, like just what their vibe is and is there any special guests. Uh, it's become a lot less substantive in recent years. I'll say uh, it used to it used to be a little bit more of a thing. I mean, they used to sell like hundreds and hundreds of tickets to like the convention center, like back in the day. Of course, there were a lot more people biking and biking occupied a much larger space in Portland in general. Yeah, so yeah. it makes sense. Um, uh, but um, yeah, it's 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 really nice. Anytime you can get a lot of different types of the bike and transportation, you know, scene together, the nerds and the planners and the Do you, Are they everybody. trying to be like... It's I don't know. I feel like it used to be more expensive. I think that's probably gone up and down, but they've definitely heard that 
I like mean, they're trying to make it more financially ex- yeah. accessible. I mean, accessibility and like making sh- and, and, and uh, acknowledging the inequities of people's finances is right. a much more bigger, like a much bigger thing than it used to be. Right. That was never probably considered much at all back before 2015, 16, when people really started to internalize like the idea of equity and now that's even grown more and more. So yeah, it's definitely more affordable now. Um, and, uh, it's cool. They, uh, the, the thing that I miss is they used to not announce the winners until you went. And it was like, I know it was weird. I got exciting. the email and I was kind of like, Oh yeah. Okay. okay. So we have to cross those T's yeah. and, and dot yeah. those I's. Sean Martinez. Yeah. Sean. Yeah. So great. I'm so glad he's getting recognized. Yeah. Although he's, he is everywhere all the time. He's everywhere. Although it, it's, it's less, I'm, I'm super glad he's getting the award, but I, I, I I would have, I would have, it would have been a bigger deal to me if before he actually got a job in the biking advocacy world, because now I feel like we've got him. Like, that's how I look at the community. I'm like, when there's really good people like Sean, it's like, we got to figure out a way to keep those folks around so they don't like have to go work more at their other job and they can't spend time doing great bike stuff. But, but Sean's working, I think like at Cycle Oregon doing bike education all over the state, which is so perfect for him and awesome. And now he, this is like a, another sort of thing that's going to like keep him pulled in and committed and dedicated and awesome not that he needs it because somehow that guy endless energy you got to go follow him on instagram yeah seriously one of the best follows tiger stripes tiger underscore stripes i'll put the link in the show yeah notes. beautiful um yeah he's he's great he's doing great stuff and the other winners are uh metro counselor juan carlos gonzalez good guy from what i can tell i've never really sat down and chatted with him a lot we've had some phone calls Seems seems solid. I know he's he was the one counselor back when we were having these discussions about the I five Rose Quarter Freeway expansion project. He came out and said he'll never vote for a freeway expansion, something like that. And then he ended up voting for one with some qualifications <laughs> not that long after. But anyway, so he has. I feel like you know I I need to learn more about sort of why they why they gave him the award, and you can I'll be able to read all that stuff uh, on the street trust. Did you email. nominate people? Not this year. No. I didn't nominate I didn't anyone either. this year. Just mostly out of laziness. <laughs> I mean, Fair. I could have. Yeah. <laughs> I could have. I should have. I think I thought of nominating some people. Uh, yeah, I didn't nominate. Someone nominated me because I got the thing saying that I was a finalist. I think everybody that got nominated probably got that email that said, you were a finalist, but you didn't win. Right. But it was a really nice letter, actually. Congratulations. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I won it in 2007. So you can't, I don't think you can win again. Although I don't think they keep their records up. So it would have been kind of a coup if they, <laughs> if they gave it to me twice and you know, like, didn't oh, realize. Hey. Yeah. They would be like, oh my gosh, he's a double winner. We've never done that before. Someone forgot. Anyways. So literally. The Do old, you have your award in Yeah, here? it's right. It's right over here. There Got it is it. with the toe yeah. clip and everything. So there it is. 2007. Two after doing Bike Portland for Some two years. Some MKS Sylvan pedals. Yeah. The acceptance speech is still up on YouTube, by the way, if anybody wants to watch it. Um, wow. The other winners, two other winners, mm-hmm. uh, Darcel. R.I.P. R.I.P. Late, great Darcel. The world's not, what is the qualifier? What is the superlative? What's the best superlative for Darcel? The magic. Uh, the, the most magical drag queen ever. <laughs> anyway, Darcel. I'm, I, I can't see. This is one reason why I would, I'm, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll have to miss it because I'll be gone this weekend or else I'd be at the street trust. But I'd love to hear like what the what the speech is around our cell, what people say. And the MC is poison water. So yeah, sure. I'm sure there's gonna be a really nice um tribute. A tri- a really nice tribute, yeah, for Darcel. So I'll miss that. And then the other one is City of Tigard. So they don't give away a, like three or four Alice Awards anymore. They actually call them different things. Like Sean's was Safe Streets 
safety person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the and other the, one. And the city of Tigard is because they've sort of adopted this e-bike. Uh, yeah. I think they're just generally cool. They have some great staff there. <laughs> they're just generally cool. Yeah, they're just got like a good yeah. progressive vibe around transportation. Dave Ross, one of their people, he's awesome. He's he's been the bike. Scene. I don't know Dave. Yeah, he's great. There's two Dave Ross, so don't get confused. Okay. There's the Obra official, the Oregon Bicycle Racing Association official. Dave, great guy. Mm-hmm. He's always the guy at the start finish line, you know. Uh, and then there's the planner Dave Roth, who's who's awesome. Yeah, cargo biking dad guy. Now he's out in Tigard. And they've done some really cool stuff. And that's also where Sean's from. So maybe there was some, I don't know. (laughs) I'm sure he's helped. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's street. I I should know more about why they're giving those folks the awards. uh, But I, but I haven't, I don't have that in front front of me. So I'm not going to share anything more about that. But Street Trust Alice Awards, cool. Check them out. Okay. Moving on. Oh, here's a fun thing. And I know that you know about this. And I think we both learned about it today for the first time. This story from the Mazamas, which is this local yeah. mountain climbing club, <laughs> hiking club. Yeah. This thing from 1947, some people, some mountain climbers put a bike in their backpacks with their buddies and hiked to the top of Mount Hood and then like rode the bike around. Yeah. Is that and, how you... and it's a 1938 like world tour. So it's like a single speed coaster break. That's an old, that's 1940. <laughs> this, it's this really cool thing i'll share here maybe yeah i'll share the link and they they put it back together at the summit took some pictures and actually tried to it looks like they were like cruising on the ridge up there at oh shoot how, just how high ser- is mountain just, hood 14 000 something no, no 11 yeah I, God, 11 I something i gotta edit that out i have to know the elevation <laughs> of mountain hood i feel like i'm getting totally losing my my portland cred here now, so I, I mean that's pretty awesome uh they they didn't ride it down, of course. You know, 1938 bike wouldn't have lasted that long, and that. But that's super cool. I've heard of people biking, you know, from Portland, putting their bike at, at Timberline and then hiking to the top and right. then biking back. There's a story about that on Bike Portland. <laughs> that's a long ride. Yeah, it's, it's awesome though. It's yeah. really nice. I've never ridden. I've never done that ride up. I've I've ridden up to Timberline, but not like from Portland. Anyway. Um, it's really that's really cool, but yeah, this story of being, especially in 1947. I mean, it's hard to put yourself in that frame in that era, where I mean, the the bike boom in America was far gone at that point. It wasn't like I just wonder who these people were and like why they were so into their bike. Like, they were just having fun, you know. Now yeah. we're just just having fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, they're just having fun. I mean, you know, like, it was pre-pedal palooza, so they had to like get it out somehow. True. true. I kind of want to know more about these people. Like, I feel like there needs to be. <laughs> Do like you a, think they're st- they might still be alive? Yeah, I mean, if they're people I mean, that they're were probably like twenty hiking. years old, then yeah. I don't know. Let's see the math. Yeah, they could be around. All right, I'm gonna have to do something about it, so maybe that we can get in touch with them. But anyway, that's a really cool story. I love that. Are you a big climber, mountain climber, hiker? No, my father-in-law is like way into it. Mm. Do you do you uh, do you mountain bike? No, I have been mountain biking. I would not call myself a mountain biker. Biker, okay. <laughs> the what? first time I went mountain biking was on a single speed with no suspension, mm. and it was rough in bend with. So you can relate to the world tour bike. <laughs> yeah, that, I can that, absolutely that they relate. <laughs> I definitely just like fell over because I went too slowly at some uh, point. Yeah, that's. That's what happens with momentum and inertia or what other, I don't know other physics thing is, but you have to go faster than you think. Turns you out if you right. decelerate to zero, you just fall over. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, that reminds me of when I when I when I first started racing mountain bikes long ago. I um I used to have this sort of like theory where I felt like if I went super fast and fell, I could still get back up and keep racing, and I would I could still like be doing well instead of going really slow down the hills. I had this thing where I would go really fast and crash at the bottom. It became kind of like a trademark. How does your body feel? I don't know now? if I'd recommend that, but like. <laughs> It actually was something I would think about. I'd be like, you know, it's almost better to go be out of control and go fast and crash, get up, and then keep racing, and you're still doing pretty well instead of just crawling down. Anyway, a little digression there. Um, I don't do racing. Okay, okay. What kind of biker are you? Cat, cat three. You're you're like a, you have a beautiful like your main your main bike is a what like a what is it like? Today I rode over on I have a Velo Orange Polyvalent step through, so it's like a very. I don't know, city bike, step through city bike with dynamo lights, wide nice. tires, fenders, basket. Yeah, it's go- it's gorgeous. I really like it. Yeah. Do you have another go-to bike that you ride? I literally have two bikes right now. Nice. Okay. I have a Brompton, a little two-speed Brompton. So practical. I know. Gosh. And, you, and you're like, <laughs> go in a bike shop. All right. I've, I've whittled down. I um, think last year, this good. time I had five bicycles. Okay. Yeah, I'm in a deacquisitioning phase of my life. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's good. Deacquisitioning. Is that a word? Sure. Okay. I just made it up. Well, if de- it's not, we're <laughs> we're deacquisitioning this episode. So um, let's see here. It's like what you use Freya for. Yeah. Oh, another plug. Good. I love Freya. Do you see my tote bags? Freya's fantastic. I'm like a bag person. It's like Craigslist free section, but it's an app. It's nice. Yeah. And they are actually a sponsor by Portland, so that's that's all good. Uh, and their tote bags are awesome, and we got them at happy hour a couple weeks ago. And, like, I don't know. I just love a good tote bag. Yeah. Especially, like, waterproof ones and all this stuff. We'll have a whole – we could have a whole chat about bike bags. And, you know, I know you're, you're a big fan of Lord's Luggage, which I know nothing about. Andy Schmidt is How, the coolest guy. There, that, this, this is what I hate about sometimes these days, <laughs> the bike scene. Like, there's literally stuff I don't know anything about, and it drives me crazy. So Well, he says he never well, comes north of Powell. Oh. So that's why – you gotta, you gotta meet right. him. Well, okay. <laughs> meet him down well, in Milwaukee. See, there's so many more things to talk about. We could talk about Lord's luggage, all kinds of other. We can explore our things we really like and collect. I guess meet. I might need to come back. Yeah, you might need to come back. Um, any parting thoughts about? Um, uh, you ever been to New York? You ever been to Manhattan? I grew up in New York. That's right. You grew up in New York. Sorry, but not in the city. But not in the city. But yes, I have been to Manhattan. What do you think about it? I'm headed there next week. It's a pretty cool place. If I was going to live somewhere else in the United States, it might be there. Really? Yeah. Okay. When's the last time you were there? Mm, spring. Okay. Any advice as I embark? Eat food. Mm. People watch. I love, I just love people watching. I know, me too. I love taking the subway. Um, the art, the art scene is amazing. Like if you like opera, go Stop to the in. opera. Stop in. Yeah, just pop in for some opera. <laughs> Maybe wear a tie. Really? I should bring a tie. Okay, I think I will. Because you never know. Yeah. Yeah. It's always better to overdress than to underdress in New York. I will I will take that to heart. Yeah. Uh, as someone whose fashion sense I actually <laughs> respect. Thank you. So I'll take that to heart. Well, Eva, it's been nice chatting. Yeah. Um, I think we'll probably do this again someday. I don't know. It depends on how the ratings come back. Do you have a rating system? Do you have the I mean, Nielsen ratings? If, if you know, if if nobody likes, if nobody likes it, then I'll I'm just never gonna talk to you again. Everyone, five stars, please. Yes, 
rate, review, do those things that you have to do or not. But um, thanks for listening, everybody. I am the host, and I am joined by, for the first time, Eva Frazier. <laughs> the wonderful Eva Frazier. And that'll do it for this episode. I hope you loved it. If you did, please leave a review or a rating of some sort. Tell your friends about it. Um, and stay tuned. We are going to do more chats like this. Uh, and also, if you have something that you think we should talk about, anything interesting happening in the community around bicycling, street culture, transportation, transit, whatever it might be, send it over to me. You can hit the contact page at Bike Portland. You can also email me or message me on social media. Thank you so much for listening. As always, remember that Bike Portland is community journalism and it needs community to survive. So if you are a subscriber, thank you very much. Uh, if you're not a subscriber yet, please become one at bikeportland.org slash subscribe. We also take financial contributions and a lot of folks like to just do that. So if you can hit us up at bikeportland.org slash support, you'll find our Venmo name at Bike Portland and other things like that. If you want to help us keep doing the work that is vital, not just viral. That's what we're doing here. It's human-powered news. Bike Portland, since 2005, would love to have you be a part of it as a financial supporter. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, we'll see you in the streets. Bye.